Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First-Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan. Still recovering from Patty's Day weekend. Uh, to be and to be honest with you, you know what? To be honest with you, this year. Great time. Um, like I said, skated on Friday, which was Patty's day, conveniently. Went down over the hill. George Street, met uh, my buddies Connor Donahue, Marcus Power, Stephen Hancock, Jeremy Charles, Jeremy Hart, shout out, Ricky Field. Anyway, a lot of friends that I ran into as the day progressed. And shared a bite to eat at Green Sleeves, which is always awesome. And uh, some green beer and the like. Tried to tried to drop in. I try to go to every place I can. You know, if you've been to downtown St. John's, you know, George Street is nothing but bars. Water Street's a lot of bars and restaurants, but I, which is impossible to get everywhere. But more so than any other night of the year, possibly Christmas time, one of those days. Um, you know, I try to drop in everywhere because it's a very festive time here in Newfoundland. We have strong Irish roots, which brings me to, I didn't know what I was going to talk about today. I just went for a walk. So what the hell am I going to talk about? Usually something pops into my head, but I was out the other night and there were two guys. Now look, my, in my mind, boys, I know I, I, I said, I might mention you. It it can't be Corey and Trevor. That would be too obvious. It's seen in my mind. I got Corey and Trevor, but that would be uh, for those that don't know. Those are characters on Trailer Park Boys, and these are two guys in their mid twenties. It would seem. So maybe my mind, given that I was real buzzed, man, I was real buzzed. It was a nice. It wasn't. I know what to do on Patty's Day. I space it out. I never normally go down and just drink beer. But, you know, I don't want shots early. I don't want to ruin Patty's day. I like going down early and stay until bar close, man. It's always a 12-plus-hour shift. So I'm normally, but I'm sipping on beers and I'm smoking a lot of weed, right? Maybe a bit of hash. 
beers at least that night ran into a friend outside that had a bit of hash so it was back and forth between the three so i was in a state but a good one a very conscious buzz um it was a long buzz but uh, at no point was i falling all over myself but enough maybe to cloud the truth and i thought that you guys said it was Corey and Trevor, or maybe that was a joke, or maybe your, your names are Corey and Trevor. In any case, I'm rambling uh, as I do. Corey asked me, what does, as we approached Greensleeves, the bar, we got ourselves a beer and sat down. They were Shorzy fans. Thanks for watching, boys. It was a lot of people, a lot of places, uh, but like I, I, Greensleeves is one of my, Big time stops anyway. I go back with the owners, uh, Stephen Hancock and Jody Temple. Stephen Hancock's father started Greensleeves, one of my dad's friends. So, uh, you know, I'm partial to the place. I go there a lot, especially on Patty's Day. So anyway, we, we went in, and there's always great music at Greensleeves. People know that. So we went in. We sat in the corner. And uh, the boys are from, I can't remember, guys, forgive me here, but it's somewhere close, like a half hour away from St. John's, right? I don't know where, you know, anywhere from Holyrood to Whitburn or I, I don't know. But so I apologize there, guys. But hey, fuck, at least I'm at least I'm answering your question on air like I said I would. I don't remember much else, Corey and Trevor. <laughs> and, anyway, what did Patty's Day mean to me? Which was a great question because being with the name Ryan, and it was O'Ryan back a couple of generations ago, like a lot of names, um, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of those names. O'Brien, I guess, a lot of people, uh, O'Flaherty. O'Manny, you know, there's there's a lot of Irish names with an O, and, and some people choose to uh, omit the O. I'm not going to say we omitted it. I guess someone in my maybe my great grandfather. I'd like, you know, what? I don't know. I maybe I'll figure this out. Do that thing. What is it? Uh, will you check your uh, DNA online? And uh, Ancestry.com. Maybe I'll check it out. But my, my aunt, without doing the whole blood test, Ancestry.com thing, uh, my aunt did look into it years ago. And I know that's a fact, that it used to be Orion. When? I'm not sure. Maybe the turn of the uh, 20th century, maybe. Like 1900, around there. I know that's when an influx of Ryans came over. My mom's name is Norris, and that derives from England. It's an English name, Norris. So, But um, Newfoundland, we get a lot of Irish names. And I believe, I mean, I know from taking classes in school that most of our ancestry goes back. It's Scottish, Irish, or English, right? Which were the first Europeans to over and permanently settle it in the uh, 1600s. So it makes sense. But um, what of that group 
the Irish kind of heritage, I think, dominates Newfoundland culture. At least when you're looking into the eyes, you're, you're looking at Newfoundland from the eyes of a mainlander, an outsider. You know, think Great Big Sea. I, I don't even know if someone said, what's English music? I don't know what English music would be. But I know Irish, right? And, and Scottish, you know, you get the bagpipes. But there's many bands here that have used bagpipes. There, you know, you, you'd more or less see violins, accordions, fiddles, you know, accompanied with rock kind of instruments. You know, I'm thinking, uh, what's an Irish sounding band? Uh, the Dropkick Murphys on an international level. I think Great Big Sea, though, are as popular almost, or at least were in their heyday 10, 20 years ago. Uh, Great Big Sea, you know, the Irish descendants. We have that uh, Rum Ragged, my buddies that, that are down there. Not, not every band. I've had Chris Ryan on here. He's a country artist. Not every band in Newfoundland is a trad kind of, or trad's traditional sounding Irish band, but a lot are, right? Considering that there are, and uh, there are, yeah. For me, it, 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 it I'm not going to say dominates, but it, it, it takes a big portion of our arts community is that Irish influence, right? So, the way, I mean, St. Paddy's Day as we know, it only started to be celebrated, not only, but, you know, in the 1600s sometime. The way that we know it now. And St. Paddy Patrick himself lived like 10 or probably 1,200 years before that, in like the year four or 500, right? It went all that time. But I'm led to believe, again, this is just from doing some folklore about it in the school, that it became big because, see, the Irish were, were moving over here and more and more were moving to what we now know as North America, right? So with it, they took the traditions and, you know, they. it was a way to reconnect kind of thing. Now, the green beer, I don't believe, came into play until like real recently, uh, you know, the leprechaun and everything. Those things evolved over time. I don't believe that that was part of it at the beginning. In fact, I'm sure that green beer wasn't but you know the whole leprechaun and pot of gold and get shit-faced worldwide i mean you know that that's something that's still changing uh and that's one thing you learn in folklore like everything's always changing you know you're, you who you are even you know you, you you borrow subconsciously or or consciously your whole life from different things you know, I'm, I'm sure I like wearing cowboy boots because in my head, it, to some degree, Clint Eastwood was cool in the Spaghetti Westerns. I mean, I, I don't consciously think of it like that. It would be weird, but there must be some reason that I enjoy certain things that, you know, I spent a lot of time looking up to as a kid. Um, so, in other words, yeah, things change. So that's kind of the... That's my take on what Paddy's Day is to, to to people that celebrate it nowadays, at least in North America. I don't know what happens all over the world, man. It's a good question. But I think it's a reason to say, especially for Irish Americans and Irish Canadians and Irish whatever, uh, wherever you are in the world, to celebrate their heritage and, and, and you know, make it kind of what I care. In Newfoundland, you know, not every family has a connected connect 
connection to Ireland or anything, just like everywhere. But but we celebrate that, and I'm sure it it, it um, now it's just I think a reason to get shit faced. But really, back in the day, when and if there was, and you know, people came over. I'm sure that each and every culture probably wanted to be identified and you know celebrated to some degree, and it was certainly helped. That, you know, the, the Irish were so big into their heritage and traditions and everything that they kept that going. So that, you know, but as I understand it, it started to be like celebrated three or th- probably 300 years ago. Um, and uh, it's just evolved into what it is. But to, you guys ask me what I think of it. Well, to me, it means going down and having an Irish breakfast at at uh, Greensleeves usually, if not O'Reilly's, one of those bars downtown, going down fairly early. People laugh that I went down at noon that day. Well, it's because we skated at 11, or I went down at 1, because we skated at 12 at noon. Or normally we would be down a lot earlier. The the bars, much like many places in North America, um, the bar scene here is packed on Patty's Day, and not even that, like a lot of days in Patty's week, um, you know, definitely every day on the weekend. Um, you know, in Patty's day, you know, you got to go down and get there early or else you won't get a spot. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And what what would be a, a traditional Irish breakfast? Uh, breakfast? It would have like bacon, uh, eggs, beans, toast, mushrooms. I, I think in, in Ireland you'd have a... Um, Black pudding, maybe here. You, 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 some places you use York Yorkshire pudding. Elements of Jigs dinner, which is big here in Newfoundland. All those things, right? Or uh, some places have a buffet of of uh, all or some of the above that I just mentioned. Um, you know, moose stew kind of thing. Maybe maybe a moose burger. So in Newfoundland, where our heritage is often represented as somewhat Irish. Um, like I said, Great Big Sea, they don't, they're not f- from Ireland. I don't think they're representing Ireland, but they sound like it because their ancestry goes there, right? I mean, like I said, the one band, the one very popular band here, check into them, the Irish Descendants. If you like that music, you're going to love the Irish Descendants. Uh, great musicians as well, but, you know, it says it right there, the Irish Descendants. And if you listen to it, it will, for those that don't know Newfoundland that well, it will sound like you're in Ireland for sure. I'm not even sure the Irish realize how Irish parts of our province are. Uh, so anyway, but to, to me then, Patty's Day means more about, like my family, again, which is half English, but we always celebrated, I didn't really think about it till now, you know, Patty's Day, and we had our own thing, and not everybody in fucking Newfoundland goes down to George Street, but I always had. I'd like doing that. Stephen Hancock, again, the owner, good friend. Um, so I go down, usually Lex Griffiths. I often speak of Lex, the DJ Lex on here. Good friend down there. Lex runs the entertainment. A lot of my friends are down in that area, and I know I'm going to run into them all. Um, so that's just become... What it means to me is running into a bunch of buddies and getting shit-faced. And I don't mean that in an ignorant way towards, you know, getting shit-faced again. I mean, that's what it means to me. 
It doesn't mean anything to do with St. Patrick. And I hope that's not, I don't even know what the fuck St. Patrick did. I think maybe it means more to people if you're actually from Ireland, which brings me to the point of not being ignorant, but I don't care or know who St. Patrick is. I, I, I guess shouldn't say I don't care. Maybe there's something interesting. I'll look into this now. It'll give me a reason. But all I know is that he was alive in like the year 500. And if you're a saint, I suppose you did something good. But again, going back that far could be corrupt as fuck. But I'm led to believe now. I mean, there's the story of getting all the rats out of Ireland, isn't there? Wait, not rats, not rats, snakes. Snakes. Um, I was thinking the Pied Piper. Uh, there's stories of St. Patrick that drove all the snakes out of Ireland. I really don't know much about that. Were there any there to begin with? I don't know. I I, I really, maybe there's something to that. I, I always, that sounded more like myth than anything to me, but I do know St. Patrick did live. He was a real person, but it was way, way, way back. And uh, to say I don't care again would be a little a little bit ignorant. I guess from a historical perspective, it might be slightly interesting. But what I'm saying is that that means nothing to me. That probably means a lot to someone from Ireland. Why wouldn't it? Maybe he saved the day for Irish people back in the day. There's some reason that I mean, he's a saint, St. Patrick of Ireland, and they look up to him. But to me, it just means a gathering time to uh, see my friends and, you know, a unique time of year that having a beer at 10 a.m. is accepted and, you know, listening to loud music in the early afternoon, uh, running into, I mean, it's a lot like Christmas, just a different time of year. Everybody you run into is generally smiling. I don't know, a rock concert in August. You know, there's, there's things I generally like to be, yeah, I like to be social and uh, take advantage of, positive energy and good energy and seeing people that are in a good mood. You know, it's one thing to run into your buddy in a, in a grocery store. You haven't seen him in a while. One of you is probably in a rush. It's a fucking grocery store. Like you want to get in and out and then you got to stop and do your stop. Hello for fucking 20 minutes in the aisle. And even though you really want to see your buddy, you're like, fuck man, get me the fuck out of here. Right. That's why I often just put on headphones and act like I'm on the phone. But, um, you know, which and it could be the best kind of friend or or the an old teacher or something that you know you really wanted to talk to, but you're in the fucking produce section of Sobeys and there's lineups and it's fucking four forty five and the longer you wait, the longer the lineup's gonna be because everybody's getting off. You know, there's those fucking everyday situations. But but you're sitting by the jukebox or the fucking stage downtown. On a fucking Friday afternoon, not that not even just Friday, Patty's Day. Great food going around, good looking servers, good vibe, good beat, music playing, live music. If not DJ Lex banging out entertainment for you. You pop around each place. People are looking their best because they're out in public and they not only not only out in public, but every other Patty's Day for the last two or three years has been a pandemic of sorts. Of course, it's going to be a positive vibe and awesome and much better than running into your buddy at fucking the grocery store, right? It's going to be great. Now, that's this particular year. Normally, 
That's what I'm saying. That's what it means to me. It means celebrating the Irish part of my family heritage and my provincial heritage. And uh, a lot of people, you know, like Valentine's Day, people say, you know, why do you need this day to be reminded that you love? So I kind of agree with that. Even it's just a lot of bullshit, Valentine's Day. But I think I think Patty's Day is a little bit different. I mean, you're celebrating it. You know, everybody's, it's its a different, it's a communal kind of celebration. Valentine's Day, everybody's on their own. You can't get together with the guys or the girls because, you know, everybody's one-on-one and, they're, and, and half it's fake anyway. They, they're fucking, it, f- over 50% of marriages fail. Then that means that way more than you would think people, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. So if 50% of, over 50% of marriages fail, then way over 50% of, of people that are out on a date end up together. So Valentine's Day is a load of bullshit. Wherever you go, wherever you go, say four years ago, wherever you were on Valentine's Day, stop time, go right back there. Look around the room. All those people that were together that were out and everything and fucking, how's your food, honey? Good? You wanted some wine? You want to go back home? Watch a movie? What show are we going to watch tonight? All of that is bullshit. Half it's wiped out. 20% of that fucking room's together, maybe. And next year, it'll be fucking 10. That's why I find Valentine's Day total bullshit on so many fucking levels. And it's, you know, everybody cashes in on it. Like you would if I had a fucking business, I would cash in on it too. I'm just saying it's this fabricated bullshit. Uh, now, Patty's Day... I know, I know you could kind of make the same argument, but I'd argue it brings everyone together and it cuts the bullshit. You get so shit-faced, you're telling each other. Yeah, it might be like a little bit... Um, there might be more annoying conversations on fucking Patty's Day. There might be more puke, more hangovers, more all the above. Probably more screwing on Patty's Day than actual Valentine's Day. That's how much of a sham Valentine's Day is, right? Being, and, and the people that have been together for like 15 years that don't bang anymore, they almost get anxious. Like, well, fuck, am I supposed to bang tonight? It's Valentine's Day. Irish, Irish fucking Patty's Day, just go out and get fucked up. People going, I mean, definitely more people make out in the bar. I'm not saying I'm for it against it either. People go, oh, fuck PDA, fine. I always, it's a bit of entertainment. I like to look over in the corner and see two people near fucking. It's a bit of fun. I mean, you know, that's what a buzz can do. Imagine the things that you've done in a bar with a buzz on. That if you did in any other room and on a weekday, Let's just bring up the grocery store. How weird that would look. Anyway, Patty's Day is fucking, to me, uh, it means fun. There. Fun. Corey and Trevor. The long way, once again, around your question. Patty's Day, to me, means fun, and it means being at home in Newfoundland, ideally. And, uh, 
It means a celebration of not only my heritage, but the whole Irish part is almost um, a decoy because everybody celebrates it. Well, at least everybody in my neck of the woods and most cities that I know in, in my country. Uh, and it's not just an Irish thing. So it means a celebration of humanity. How's that? Disguised as an Irish celebration. Now, before, because I know I'll get some people that send in going, well, you know, you didn't mention this day or that day that represents this culture or that culture. I don't know, man. I know I, I know that whatever the fucking Irish did, they're pretty good with it. They, they got it right on. They came up with a nice little mascot, the leprechaun, if you want to call it that. I mean, celebrate by beer. Green is a positive color. March, right? It's just, it's almost the first day of spring. Days are getting longer. There's lots of reasons that I think whatever the fucking Irish did, however we got here, however they decided this day and what goes along with it, it's fucking brilliant. It's a brilliant marketing campaign. Now, rather than me bring up, I mean, everything is associated with race and offense and everything because I know some people will get offended from this. Whatever I've said, somehow I've marginalized somebody. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I certainly don't mean to laugh, but I'm I'm I, I do get I do get some emails and uh that you would laugh at. But uh you know, fuck fuck people if they can't take a bit of what? I'm I'm not even saying humor because I'm not trying to be funny. It's funny to me. Lots of things today are funny. But I will say uh, honesty, at least. And what is honesty? People say they're honest. I'm trying to be honest. But a lot of things I say, I mean, I'm honest from my perspective. That's what I think. Maybe someone else from Newfoundland has a completely different idea of what Patty's Day is. But that's kind of my point. It's what it is to each person. And if it's a positive thing, uh, why fuck with it, right? I mean, I know a lot of people out there don't drink. So I'm probably offending you just by talking about what I think it means to a large number of people. Meanwhile, in the large number of people I'm talking about, a lot of people don't drink. Yes, I know that. But at least in Newfoundland, they go out too. At least three people I was with the other night weren't drinking. Um, and to them, it might mean something different than it means to me, right? Which is great. Maybe it means getting together with your family it doesn't have to mean boozing. Some people get together and play fucking Battleship. Maybe it means playing bingo or Scrabble with your family. Getting together and taking out a fucking ukulele, I don't know. And playing fucking death metal. Whatever the fuck it means to you, right? Who am I to say? But anyway, Corey and Trevor and I were having this conversation and it went on and on. And the music was loud and the beers were flowing. And I don't think either one of us made sense. But uh, that's what Patty's Day means to me. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, 
Combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook every day to see what they have in store. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, watched a movie the other night and... um talked about it at hockey the next day and was surprised that nobody in the room, nobody knew what I was speaking of. So I'll go ahead and talk about it on here and hope to pass the immature sense of humor I have, at least when it comes to certain movies on to you people. Now there's a movie called dirty rotten scoundrels. If you know where I'm coming from, You've probably seen it multiple times, like myself. It doesn't get talked about like a lot of these Merrick or the uh, comedy classics. Right, what would be a comedy classic, you ask? I don't know. In my lifetime, I'll name you some comedy classics that I would think go down. Not just from my point of view, but I think in the... Historically speaking, I think... These particular films, and again, I haven't got these written down. I'm just going to name you some off the top of my head. Animal House. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Dumb and Dumber. Ooh, what about Bob? Although, and that's one of my favorites, if not my favorite comedy. What about Bob might be along the lines of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, though people are starting to forget about it. Uh, American Pie. Um, oh, God, what was that one? Oh, it's super bad. Um, the 40-year-old virgin. It's pretty, it was cute, but it was pretty funny. Uh, maybe Airplane. Maybe The Naked Gun, if you want to go silly. Uh, God, Jim Carrey. I mean, come on. The Mask. I'd say Ace Ventura, but I went back. It's not as good as I thought it was. But the, the rest, Jim Carrey's got any number of movies. Even now, I mean, fuck, he plays Robotnik in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Jesus, he's funny. God, he's talented, man. Um, I'm forgetting some that are obviously, I'm not trying to name every comedy classic. I'm just saying that those particular ones there are... Uh, I would think, oh, the Monty Python movies. You either love those or you hate them. And the first few times I watched them, I had no idea what was happening. I was a teenager. I thought they were the worst movies ever. And then recently, being like five years ago, I did went and I, I said, fuck, I got the life of Brian. And then I went on from there. That's probably my favorite of them. But now I, I do see the humor. It is childish at times, but anyway, Monty Python, uh, it's often real smart too. So, anyway, if you know, you know. Uh, okay, so, but among that group, a lot of people don't ever bring up Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, I would definitely put in there. Okay, now. Um, but Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is Michael Caine, okay? You know, the famous uh, 
British actor, you know, with the classic. I mean, he plays the butler in uh, Batman, Christian Bale ones, uh, the Christopher Nolan ones. And that's like just perfect, right? Like he's, whatever he is, he's a sophisticant or a, he's a real um, well-to-do. He can play a politician or a butler or, you know, someone that needs to dress classy, sharp-dressed, someone that needs to conduct himself with high level of professionalism. And like I said, class and grace. And so in this movie, that's exactly what he plays. He's a con man and Steve Martin, uh, you know, Steve Martin, God, what would be uh, the jerk? Steve Martin, uh, the three amigos, planes, trains, and automobiles. I just mentioned there's three just off the top of my head. I can't believe I'm explaining who these guys are, but I know there's a large part of the audience that doesn't know. So anyway, Steve Martin, and that was in the peak of Steve Martin's fame. He's still, I think they got that, uh, he's got a show out now with Martin Short. About murder. Um, can't remember the name of it. Something to do with murder. It's on, uh, I think, either Disney or Prime. Disney, I think. But anyway, meaning he's still relevant. I mean, Steve Martin's never really fallen out of the mainstream, but uh, this was his prime, the late 80s. And they play two con men anyway that go to, a, I believe it's a French, it's a town on the French Riviera. They try to swindle women for the most part out of money and uh women because they're courting them you know that's not a plan to go rob women of money i'm saying that they're playing sophisticated sophisticated gentlemen kind of thing you know and they're hanging out at these ritzy spots trying to get a a uh you know they're gold digging they're gold digging and uh Anyway, that that's basically it. I mean, it's a it's a funny little story. It's certainly not one of the best movies you'll ever see. You won't find it on any top hundred list by some highly respected magazine or media outlet or anything like that. But it is. I I thought I don't know. To me, it's Michael Caine and Steve Martin possibly at their best and comedy i find and especially now as an actor doesn't get the respect it deserves when it comes not that i think i deserve any fucking respect for playing a newfoundlander on a fucking show i just mean i see actors i'm in the industry i see people and comedy is almost sometimes harder to pull off than a dramatic situation not always but I don't know. It just doesn't ever kind of, you know, look at the Oscars and Golden Globes and what's always talked about, right? It's it's uh, not usually, I know there are specific awards, but just overall acting. Uh, comedic performances aren't always respected like I think they should be. Well, these are great. Again, it's Michael Caine with an excuse to be Michael Caine, really. And it's Steve Martin and his physical humors as good or better than his overall uh, <laughs> verbal humor. And uh, it's a great situation. I think it's a, uh, it's a solid 8 out of 10. Some people will love it. I don't think uh, if you like either actor or, uh, and it, you know, it hasn't aged much. Some of those older movies, um, 80s and below, 
magnified age quite a bit, but this could have been shot yesterday. You wouldn't really know the difference. doesn't require a lot of CGI or anything, and uh, it's picturesque, really. It's on the French Riviera. It's a beautiful setting with a real funny story and uh, two legendary actors in their prime. I highly recommend it. And look at the time. I had to go pick up my daughter from school, but uh, I need to recommend this. I've been meaning to say it for a couple of weeks. My buddy, Steve Kiley, um, and you, I've had Steve on this show. It was way back, way back towards the beginning. And uh, Steve was in a pretty popular band called Monster Truck, okay? <laughs> Leafs fans will know the song, The Enforcer. It used to come on after goals. A pretty heavy band. Good. I've mentioned them on here before. And if you're from Newfoundland, you've seen them at least once um, play downtown in the uh, or play in the ball in the tent down in Pleasantville. So, but anyway, Steve, I've stayed in touch with Steve, and he he uh, broke off and formed his own band called Golden Feather. Okay. Now these guys are fucking awesome, and I should have mentioned it before, and I forgot. Um. I got a short amount of time here. Uh, they are, I love the Sheepdogs and I love the Jayhawks. They have similarities with both. I won't say a cross, but uh, they got that, the Sheepdogs got that 70s kind of nostalgic sound. And, uh, and, and the Jayhawks have some fantastic harmonies with, you know, I, I guess you would say light rock, I suppose. I really don't know what that means anymore. But in any case, I hope I've at least given you somewhat of a decent description to, to give it a try. Okay, so. Oh, God. Uh, there, one of their albums came out three years ago when the pandemic started. It's called Light on Water. Now, my favorite on that album is probably Tennessee Jed, but... I just, the whole thing, the whole thing vibes. There's not a bad song on it. And uh, they came out with an album just last year. And uh, what was that called? I got to look this up. Called Now and Then. Okay. And there's a song on it, You've Been On My Mind. And that uh, that's, reminds me of the Jayhawks. Here we go. Yeah. Anyway, a very great guy, a, 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 just a fantastic human, Steve Kiley. Shout out to Steve. We'll have him on again soon. I love uh, that he's do, he's been successful with his new venture, and I absolutely love the sound. Uh, whether I knew Steve or not, Golden Feather, um, I'm giving huge thumbs up, both albums I've heard, and I wish you all the success in the future, my friend. Love you to death and glad you're doing well and it sounds awesome. And in uh, just a couple days, folks, we're going to have Leah Hextall. The, um, she's got a great mind for the game. I see Leah every once in a while. I try to follow what I can. Watch all the sports outlets from all over and, you know, try to get a beat on each. Because once in a while, I, I, I'll end up meeting this or that reporter, and Leah's actually coming here to give a speech in a few months. Reached out and said, you know, while I'm over there, is there anything I should, you know, see while I'm here? So I am going to play tour guide. I do that often. 
But I said, as long as you come on my podcast. So I'm kind of excited because she's had a a very interesting path, to say the least. And as per, I guess, you know, she's going to say new to the broadcasting world, but she's been doing it for a while now, but just con- continues to impress and uh, be innovative. And we'll hear her, her journey, what she thinks of certain what would you say? You know what? We're going to see what she thinks of the playoffs. I know she covers the Winnipeg Jets a lot, but she covers all the teams. And uh, why not? I think I need to do that more, get actual reporters on here and talk about the game. Um, but uh, I always get so interested in what people have to say about their own path and their own their own situation and, you know, what, whatever makes them tick. Um that part really fascinates me. That's why I often gravitate towards those questions. I figure, you know, if if people are, you know, if, if you want to go out and get top-level analysis on the game, there's pretty much every other hockey platform is probably a better platform to listen than this one. So at this point, and at first that used to really make me nervous, and then I thought like I should cover current hockey more but i think you know well if that was the case then no one would be listening so i think people tune into this for different reasons which are probably that to hear you know a lot about someone's backstory or things that you probably won't hear on tsn or sportsnet or some other espn or some other outlet um you know and once in a while we'll get there anyway because it's impossible not to talk about current or relatively current aspects of the game when you're talking to these people that are so rooted in hockey and hockey culture, right? I mean, who have my last five guests been? Uh, you know, it'll be Leah tomorrow, Tom Laidlaw, Brant Myers, Darren Langdon, Aaron Asham. Of course, hockey's going to come up. And I like it when it happens organically. And we don't... Like, of course, if something huge is like going to happen, I'm, I'm sure at the end of this season or towards, Connor McDavid's name will probably come up. I mean, he might get 65 goals. Right? I wouldn't rule out 70 way plays. But um, that's what I mean. Just if it's going to come up, it'll come up organically. But uh, anyway, I... I do. I know that more and more people are listening, and that makes getting guests um, a lot, um, a lot easier. To be honest with you, and I got some. I want to give it away, but I've got to go to Ontario in a couple of weeks to shoot. So I pretty much got the next eight weeks of guests settled, and uh, you guys are going to be excited. I am. Uh, Starting with Leah Hextall tomorrow. I guess that'll probably be out on Thursday night or Friday morning. In any case, it'll be just a few days. And whatever you think of Patty's Day, wherever you are in the world, uh, you know, raise a glass this weekend, whether it's beer, coffee, or water, all of the above, or uh, or none of the above. If it's Kool-Aid, whatever it might be. Point is, cheers your neighbor. Have a good time. Patty's Day is... Uh, Cool for all the celebrations and positive vibes, but uh, also a reminder that we should all do that probably a little more often. Uh, booze or no booze. Hey, how about that? 
Okay, thanks for tuning in to Tales with Tier. Episode 146A, if you are downtown St. John's. Oh, 147A, we're getting up there. If you're downtown St. John's this weekend, check out The Bull and Barrel. Check out Rob Roy Confusion, TJ's Pub, Green Sleeves, Martini Bar. Why not The Bull and Barrel Pub? If you're going to grab a bite to eat, I'm probably going to do it at Blue on Water, Merchant Tavern, Wedgwood Cafe. I'm going to go work out just tomorrow morning, and that's going to be on Rope Walk Lane at Power Conditioning. Strength and balance for the body and mind. Look no further than Power Conditioning. Send them a message. I uh, I highly recommend it, and you will not regret it. Power Conditioning is on Instagram, uh, or if you're really interested and you live in the St. John's area, shoot me a note, and uh, I'll make sure that I point you in the right direction. Mr. Lube, two locations, Torbay Road and Kemmount Road. Live, laugh, lube, right here in St. John's. That's Torbay Road, Kemmount Road, and Pitbull Pain Relief. Pitbullpainrelief.com. Check it out. Uh, the pain sticks I swear by, and uh, it's literally changed my life as an athlete. True hockey, take what's yours. Thanks, folks. This has been 1747A. Be back in just a couple of days with Leah Hextall. One fine final. Thank you. To Tom Laidlaw. It was good to talk to you again, Tom. And uh, hope that we have Tom Laidlaw back on here again soon. Okay, see you in a couple days with Leah Hextall. Thanks, folks. Catch you on the rebound.